Hello there, I'm your host, McNeil Mulliken, and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about all topics relating to cinema. Visit the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com to learn more about the podcast and where you can find episodes. You can support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by following or subscribing on the platform you listen to podcasts and by leaving a rating or a review. You can also support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by telling your friends, and if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Season 5 of the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my friend Sam Cole and my mom Jacqueline in honor of Women's History Month, and we are going to talk about our top five favorite actresses. How's it going? Going pretty well. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Sam? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. Doing pretty well. I'm excited about this, but uh, first, I do want to apologize to listeners for not having out an episode recently. I've been pretty busy finishing up a couple classes, and uh, uh, yeah, we're getting back at it. We're going to have a lot of content coming out within the next few weeks, so be on the lookout for that. But in honor of Women's History Month, like I said, today we're going to talk about our top five favorite actresses, but first, I kind of want to start with some just general questions for you all. So, uh I guess, Mom, you can go first since we're going to do the order of you first in the um, honorable mentions and top five and then Sam. So um, how do you guys think the role of women as actors and filmmakers has evolved in the movie industry in general and in your lifetime? So uh, we've watched a lot of movies over the last two years, and we've gone back in history and watched movies from the 20s all the way to today. So it's been interesting to see to me for instance like the James Bond movies and how the women were really just more objects and then they have progressed to having uh, stronger roles mm-hmm. um, and so it used to be that that the women were sort of like the arm candy and were less serious it seems like um, and and now they have very strong, powerful roles in, in all different genres. Sam, what about you? Yeah, um, I think that everything that you said makes a lot of sense. And I think that um, I that there's still a long way to go to have women and especially like women of color like represented as more than just like a plot device for the main male character. Um, but I think that we've come a long, a long way and I'm very excited for the type of roles and the movies and shows that are coming out recently with strong female roles rather than, like I said, just plot devices. And so I think that that is something that is really impactful, especially as a woman and growing up, like watching movies and wanting to be an actress. I think it's scarier now because you have like big roles and big shoes mm. to fill. And I think that's good. So Yeah. I think those are both good points. I definitely agree with what you were saying, Mom, about the uh, women earlier on in the I mean, James Bond about, movies. And think about The Apartment. Yeah, I think that one's kind of odd to be a very critically acclaimed movie for today, especially in context of what, you know, how things have evolved. Then we go back in time, and this is a movie we hold on a pedestal, you know. 
I don't know. Maybe I misinterpreted the movie. No, but <laughs> it did not age well. No, I don't really think that movie has aged all that the, well. The women in the in the movie, if you haven't seen it, Sam, have you seen it? So the women, no, primarily the women in the movie are just um, working as um, secretaries, clerks, clerks of, yeah. uh, operators, telephone operators, and they're basically there to have affairs with the men that have the powerful positions. And this one guy yeah. <laughs> allows them, played by Jack Lemon, allows the men to take the women to his apartment, that's the name, the apartment, for their affairs. Yeah. And it's mm. it, it has like ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Movie, movie that, fans yeah. love that movie, and then I I, I don't know. It's just kind of weird that that's a movie that's held on this pedestal, and then we critique other ones for not having you know, not appeasing today's standards. And it's like the the apartment doesn't. Why is this one we're we're <laughs> totally ignoring? <laughs> but it, but, it was you know. it was really eye opening. It was amazing to me it's to strange, see. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, your James Bond point, I agree. You know, especially when you look at Goldfinger oh, and yeah. uh, John Connery. Man talk. Yeah, he says man talk and slaps the woman in the back yeah. and you know Not tells her to back. leave. On on the behind. yeah yeah on the on the behind <laughs> whatever <laughs> and uh, and then today you know with most recently No Time to Die, the the love interest in a movie doesn't feel like a a plot device. You no, know? she does not. Yeah. Um. So, other question I wanted to ask is, what do you both think are the biggest achievements in film history for women? In film history for women? In I film think. history, yeah. Okay. Could be later or, you know, previously in time or, you know, more current. Well, Either I, one. I, I think in film history, and I think that Sam's probably going to be able to speak to this better than me, but the achievements have... They, they constantly stack one on the next. And so to say one is more of an achievement um, now than like women breaking through in the roles in the 1920s and 1930s when women really were just being showcased in movies, it's, it's hard to evaluate one against the other. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think you that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think adding on to that, like how women now and kind of going back to my point for your last question is that women now aren't just there to appease the men like now we are really looking at these actresses performances as what they are like as like valuable content that they're bringing forward rather than just like oh she was very pretty or very attractive and like no like yes she's very beautiful and very attractive but she's also giving this very raw and uh like eye-opening performance that it doesn't always have to be about the struggles of womanhood like I think is another thing is that we've moved away from having to just always be about strife in order to be like an impactful female Mm -hmm. moment like we're we get to see women enjoy life and all magnitudes of life rather than it just being like a plot device or her sobbing on screen <laughs> and being an impactful and it, and it no longer is limited to just the women that are thought to be classic beauties like you're seeing a lot of yeah. women um and i won't call names because that seems kind of rude but that <laughs> that are not deemed the classic beauties but yet having very right. powerful roles um, and so I think that's important. But to 
to go back to what I was saying before, it's kind of like saying women who fought for the right to vote are, are, I mean, that was a huge step, you know, and so, but you can't really compare that to women now being elected to office, you know, without one, you wouldn't have the other. So without making strides in the beginning, you wouldn't have the people where they are now. The context of the time would be important for each. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, is there a particular movie either of you would point to to, you know, recommend for people to watch a particular movie in terms of the uh, just a really strong performance from a female lead or a movie that that deals with more female themes, whether it's a, you know, a movie could be the 20th century, could be this century, either or. Well, you know, a movie that really got me was Arrival. Yeah. I mean, I bawled like a baby at the end of that one because of the emotional journey that Amy Adams went, went through um, and just being a mother and knowing that she made that choice and was going to suffer all that pain. Um, and so that, to me, really showed kind of the the deep feelings that women have for their family and the sacrifices that they are willing to go through just to be the caretakers and to have and to have family so that would be one for me what about you sam yeah when you i feel like there are so many good examples of this but what came to my mind immediately which i think is telling was the recent um little women movie that just came out was it last 2019 yeah um yeah um it's i mean it's just a full of powerhouse women um that are all and they all get represented in different ways you know especially i mean it's a very old Mm -hmm. story um and dated in many ways but it was really impactful to see just like all of those women on screen and knowing most of them from other works that they've done and it just was really nice to see that like female chemistry that they had with each other and i think that that was really telling so and playing on that i'd have to go with still magnolias Oh, I love Steel Magnolias. Yeah, yes. so that's a good one too. I think that that yeah. really shows how women support women. Yeah, um, and you know, living in a house of all men, it, it shows how. <laughs> it, you know, you still need yeah. the females in your life to have your life be complete, and so your your best friend is still really important. Um, so anyway, that's yeah, one that came to mind good. for me. I think those are all good choices and what would you say i actually would go with arrival <laughs> to be honest that that's one and you then watch me ball like a baby <laughs> well it is also a very good movie like i've seen it probably three or four times it's in my top 10 of all time another one that i would say and this is one that's really under the radar is uh changeling well i haven't seen that it's one. it's yeah, not it won't be for everybody because it's it's definitely a darker movie but it's about uh, it's about motherhood. Angelina Jolie plays a, it's a biographical drama about a, a woman back from the 1930s, I believe, whose son went missing. And she's trying to do everything she can to get him back. And the police have uh, forced her to take this runaway kid and make her say that this is her own so they can cover up their own mistakes in the in the in the process of trying to find her child. And they do all these crazy things. But she comes out of it, you know, with all of this hope. And I think it's a, it's a really it's a really interesting story. And I, I thought it was oddly underrated in that it was a movie back in 2008 that really 
didn't get a lot of awards. Like it, if you watch it, you would think, wow, was she? Well, actually, she might have been nominated, but didn't win. I don't remember who won that year. But that's one that I would that I would recommend. I think it's really good. It's just one that comes to mind at first. I'm sure I can think of some others, but that's the first one that came to mind. Don't know if you could handle that one though, Mom. It's kind of dark. <laughs> Well, uh, you've made me watch so many dark movies. You'd probably be all right then, I guess. I don't know. I mean, You'd probably like goodness. it, Sam. Yeah, it sounds good. Joker. Let out. me just go there. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not as dark as Joker. But okay. I did want to, uh, since you were a special education teacher, I thought it'd be interesting to get your perspective you, you on you that. You use that whenever you... you no, that was not me using anything. I was genuinely curious to see what you thought of it. Yeah, well, anyway. And how it dealt with mental illness. But anyway, that's not the point of today's episode my last question i have is specifically for you sam since you know you're an actress and uh i wanted to ask if there was any actress or actresses in particular that inspired you to take up acting that's a really good question um and i think we'll see that in my list a little bit okay um but particularly um that's a really good question. I think particularly I was really drawn to Reese Witherspoon when okay. I was younger as yeah. like a Southern woman. Um, I was always really drawn to her confidence and her ability to be just herself a- as a Southern woman and being proud of that. And I know like there are definitely more Southern women than I am, but I think the way that she was just always so sure of herself regardless of if she was playing like in Legally Blonde or like Sweet Home Alabama like lots of movies but she was one for me that I always like uh, aspired to look up to you know yeah yeah it's an interesting choice she's a great actress yeah um okay so let's move on to our honorable mentions let's start with you mom just run through your your five or however many you have I I have five okay um (laughs) and so this is in no particular order so um my honorable mentions are Reese Witherspoon okay (laughs) cool um and I, I I like the fact that she can play such a variety of roles from like Legally Blonde to what's the movie we recently saw McNeil where she was wild wild you know, yeah. and that just takes it in a completely different yeah. level. Yeah. So she's very diverse in what she can do. Um, yeah. Then Octavia Spencer. Mm. Um, yeah. And the the two things that are, or three things that they have in common is they're both Southern women. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're both funny, but they can be serious and very strong in their characters. So I like both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Cicely Tyson. Uh, she really... I, well, I saw her when I was 10 years old in Roots, and I never forgot it. So that was just a performance that stuck with me forever. And then I loved her in The Help um, because of Winn-Dixie and in Fried Green Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then my last, no, I've got two more. Yeah, okay, two more. Maggie Smith. Um, yes. She just has the best lines and delivers them like no one else. So I loved her <laughs> in Downton Abbey, the series. I know we're talking mm-hmm. about movies, but... There's the Downton Abbey movie. Um, and I loved her in Harry Potter. Yes. Um, and my last one is Amy Adams. Okay. Um, and she, too, can play just a diverse role. I mean, she, you know, her, her roles span the gamut, and she made me cry like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Sam? Those are all great, and we have some overlap, but... Um, I'll, so I'll go ahead and say the overlap, but I had also had Maggie Smith. Um, she, in 
for many of the same reasons that you did. She's just so smart and witty in all mm-hmm. of her and brings that authentic nature to herself, like in all of her roles. Um, I also had Emma Stone. I really love her. She like mostly does comedies, but especially in like La La Land, she just bring again like this true, genuine nature to her acting. And then I have oh Helena Bonham Carter. She's yeah. that's a good one. Amazing. I love her. Um specifically I love her in Sweeney Todd and of course in Harry Potter. Yeah. Um and then I have Julie Andrews is mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, you have a lot amazing. Her. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching The Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, basically anything that she is in, I've watched, and she's just amazing. And then um, I know also we were talking about um, film and not so much TV shows, but I also have recently been really intrigued by Sydney Sweeney, who is mostly in, most known for Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's also in The Handmaid's Tale, which I also loved her in. But um, she's phenomenal, and I think that she is going to be one of those people that we need to look out for as she continues to grow. So, Cool. All interesting choices. Some overlap with mine as well with both of your honorable mentions lists. So okay. my first one here is Florence Pugh. Um, mm. I think in, That's because you think she's hot. <laughs> I mean, okay, I think she's attractive, yeah, but I also think she's the best up-and-coming actress of the act of the of all the actors in my generation at least <laughs> okay all right whatever she's gonna say this a lot anyway. <laughs> yeah. so yeah she's in midsummer which you haven't seen and my mom will never, never watch that i'll movie. never watch that one uh, yeah. but i think that is her That's best fair. performance and you talked about in the last episode we did together yeah. sam on uh most thought-provoking movies and that was it was easily her most dramatic most complex role that she's had and then, you, yeah. like you mentioned, in Little Women. I loved her in Little Women. Yeah, she was great and was nominated for an Oscar for that one. Um, and then was recently in Black Widow. I wasn't, Me. I didn't think Black Widow was amazing. I thought it was a mid-tier Marvel movie, but I did think she was the highlight of that movie. I thought she actually outshined. Is that how you say it? Is it outshined? Would that be? Outshone? Outshone, outshined? I don't know. It's kind of like... <laughs> sneaked or snuck you know no, snuck is not right it's i know snaked. but that's the argument people have it i know it is sneaked but let's just say it's outshined so <laughs> okay, i think she actually outshined scarlett johansson in that movie um and that was you know her movie but i thought right. florence p was really good um and then you know she's got a movie coming out this year called don't worry darling and she's going to star in it with so harry styles yeah directed by Olivia wilde so i think that's going to be interesting um and like you said about Sydney Sweeney, I think Florence Pugh is in that same conversation of actresses to look out for of the people in our generation in our, in our 20s, you know. Uh, next here, Helena Bonham Carter, which is one in mm-hmm. yours. I love the characters that she picks. They're wacky, yeah. crazy, or creepy, like in Harry Potter or uh, Fight Club or Sweeney yeah. Todd, you know. Les Mis. Les Mis, yeah. She, and, yeah, she really plays those roles well. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, I mean, my favorite role of hers is bellatrix lestrange and the harry potter ones but then she can play more dramatic roles like she was in the king's speech and she was really good in that Mm -hmm. one um, which was a best picture winner um and she's in big fish temporarily i do i do like that movie a lot too uh next one angelina jolie i think she's much better actress than people give her credit for and i'm like one of the only people i know who's actually seen changeling i'm not gonna say the same thing again you don't have to (laughs) because he thinks she's hot (laughs) Am I not allowed to think that? 
<laughs> you, you are allowed. I'm just calling you out on it. Whatever. So, while she may be attractive, <laughs> she is in Changeling, and she's really good in that. Uh, she won for Girl Interrupted, and that was a really good performance she did of this kind of uh, sociopath in a, in a uh, mental facility. Um, and then recently, she had two movies come out last year, Eternals. I know that was one that received very mixed opinions from people. I personally really love that movie. I think you would like it a lot, Sam. My mom liked it. I need liked to watch it. it. You, you liked, I liked it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and yeah. I know a lot of people critique her performance in that, but I mean, it sort of made sense. I mean, I thought I mean, she it, was good in it. She played her role. It, yeah. She did a good job with it. <laughs> and then also, I just didn't like her blonde hair. It just didn't suit oh, her. Yeah. But. yeah, I mean, everybody, we've never really seen her with blonde hair before. So that but, was just, but I don't know. I didn't really care. Um, Those Who Wish Me Dead is another one of her movies that came out last year that was also just kind of under the radar, was also really good, and Wanted was an action movie of hers that I really liked. She does a lot of action movies, but also has some good dramatic performances in there as well. What was that trash she did with Brad Pitt? Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, Everybody loves oh, that, that movie. That was so good. <laughs> Everybody loves that movie except my mom and me. I just, I wasn't it's, in for that movie. It's just like a trashy rom-com action, action yeah. movie. Oh. It's just, it just, you gotta it was take a big it for hit, what though. it is. <laughs> it was a big hit. Uh, Amy Adams. Yeah, you know, we talked about her a lot already, but Arrival, I think, being her my favorite movie of hers, and I think is her best performance. But Nocturnal Animals is one she's really good in. American Hustle, Vice, Everybody Loves Enchanted, which is a completely oh, so different good. side. She plays <laughs> Lois Lane in the DC. I love her in Superman. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then Viola Davis, uh, hmm. fellow South Carolinian, for two months. Oh, was it only that long? Yeah, then she moved to Virginia or the D.C. area. Oh, well. But she was born in South Carolina. Yeah. Claimed well, a fan. Yeah, we can claim that. Yeah. Um, so if you look her up, it says from South Carolina, yeah. so we'll take it. <laughs> All righty. Well, she can play some really dramatic and emotional roles like in Fences or Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and The Help, but she can also be very commanding, especially in a movie recently, The Suicide Squad and the you know the first Suicide Squad. Um She's also in Prisoners, which is my favorite movie that she's in, but obviously she's not the, the main character. But if you want to look, if you want to watch a movie for Viola Davis's performance, I would recommend Ma Rainey's Black Bottom or The Suicide Squad. Those would be the first two that come to mind. And The Help. And The Help. Um, so yeah, those are my honorable mentions. So, Mom, who is your number five? Well, this is going to be a hot take for a lot of people listening, but um, my number five is Meryl Streep. Why would that be a hot take? Because most people would rank her higher than that. Oh, okay. But, I mean, she, she's she been in so many great movies. And, I mean, she just is a phenomenal actress. And that is just not something up for debate. Mm-hmm. Um, loved her in, even though I wasn't crazy about the movie, but I, I really liked her in Out of Africa. I thought she did a, a great oh, job in that. that. Bridges of Madison County. Um, yeah. Devil Wears Prada, Don't Look Up. Yes, but Don't Look Up, that was great. Mama Mia, and she, she, I think, was the daughter of an opera singer, and so she trained as a singer, so you know she did a good job okay. with Mama Mia. And then the movie that really um, captured her for me, and this is going way back and nobody ever talks about it, but it was in 1998, and it was a movie called One True Thing, and she plays a woman that's dying of cancer. And my mother had recently died from cancer. Um, and it was about her relationship with her daughter as she was um, 
dying and sort of healing the relationships. And so that movie for me just sticks out and has always made her um, one of my favorite actresses because she, she just nailed the role and was very impactful with it. Made me cry like a baby. Kind of like Amy Adams. And and, uh, Ren- Renee Zellweger <laughs> was her daughter. And oh, I mean, okay. the okay. two were just, it was just a great pairing. So Yeah. Okay. Um, Sam, who's your number five? That's actually really funny because Meryl Streep is also my number five. Okay, oh, okay cool. Um, specifically for me, um, I loved The Devil Wears Prada. I watched that on repeat. <laughs> I think I wore out the DVD when I was younger. I had to um, force them to watch it here, but, <laughs> but I did enjoy it. I don't know why. Something about it just really stuck with me. Um, and obviously, I really loved her in Into the Woods and a lot of the other movies that you brought up as well. Um, I just think that she's phenomenal I think anything that she does she makes it her own I mean I I wouldn't say she there's a lot of um like she doesn't have a wide berth of things that she does like she has the things that she does and she does them really well mm-hmm. and they she makes them male male street but I think everything she does is phenomenal and it made a big impact on me when I was younger and I think that that's after I re-looked over this list that's a trend for me is that most of these are people that I found when I was younger and then continue to watch to this day. So how cool. about you? Well, I, I can't say Meryl Streep is my number five, so I hate, <laughs> I hate to break the streak here, but my number five was actually one in your honorable mention, Sam, that is Emma Stone. Mm. Um, I think one thing that stands out about Emma Stone when you compare her to just most actors working today is the chemistry she has with literally everybody. I yeah. think, um, Every movie she's in, I completely buy into every relationship she has with each character. For example, um, the first ones that I noticed her in were the Amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield. And to this day, I still think that she and Andrew Garfield have some of the best, if not the best, on-screen chemistry of all time. Um, And, you know, granted, they were dating in real life, but still, like, I I, completely bought into that relationship. Same thing with her and Ryan Gosling in movies like Crazy Stupid Love and La La Land, they have fantastic chemistry together. And then in, in terms of just non-romantic relationships she has with other characters in movies, if you look at Birdman, and she has her, her father in the movie is Michael Keaton, and then another they play actors and on, on a, in a play, and Edward Norton's another one, and she has great on-screen chemistry with him as well. So she just is really good with bouncing off of the personalities of everybody. And I think she has a wide range of roles for her age. She's only, I think, 33 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, she, she can play the love interest and bring a really, you know, her own flavor to the movie like in the amazing spider-man movies and la la land but she can really play a very commanding lead like recently you saw in cruella which mom i know you were a big fan of cruella love it i thought she was great in the movie i wasn't like all for that movie but i know i know she was very good all for it she's also really good in the help you know it's another very different character she played in birdman she kind of plays an edgier character uh, I haven't seen Easy A, which I know was one that it, she's really known for. I actually haven't seen that one, but I think she has some very good roles, and um, I think she plays like there's not a movie she's been in that I dislike. And uh, if usually if I see that she's in a movie, I'll I'll just watch it because I know she's a great actress and the movie's gonna be good. So, so yeah, uh, Emma Stone. That is that's my number five. 
Mom, number four. Number four, Sandra Bullock. Okay, mm. yeah. Um, she she is good at whatever she does too. I think. Um, I know this is not really a critically acclaimed movie, but I sure did love her in Speed, which put her on the map. People love Speed, I, but it's not critically. Acclaimed. I mean, it's not yeah. Oscar bait, not but Oscar. everybody loves <laughs> I Speed. I could watch that movie on repeat. I love that movie. Um, she was fantastic in The Blind Side. And as a special education teacher, you know, seeing the struggles that she went through um, with her son that she eventually adopted was, I don't know, really moving to me. And um, I loved her in A Time to Kill. The yeah. proposal, she just completely so cracked <laughs> me up in that movie. And uh, a movie that McNeil and I both like, but a lot of people don't, Gravity. Yeah, I um, love Gravity. I loved her in that movie. Yeah. I thought she did a great job. So, Sandra Bullock. Are you going to forget about The Blind Side? I said The Blind Side. I just talked about it. I said The Blind Side because she, you know, adopted her son. Oh, I thought you were saying the, something about her real and life. He had, no, no. He had he had a lot of, um, he had like, a, I think, an IEP eventually and had to have a lot of assistance to get him caught up in school. And I did a lot of that type of thing with students. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that was her uh, her role that got her an Oscar. Yeah, loved her in that. That's a great movie, and it's a great performance, too. Yeah, I mean, she just had some great one-liners in that movie. That <laughs> yeah, and I'm really looking forward to... I know this, this movie's just probably going to be aggressively average, but The Lost City that she's mm-hmm. in with Channing Tatum coming mm-hmm. out later oh, this yeah. month, and, and Brad Pitt, and I'm, I'm pretty excited for that because I don't think... There, she hasn't done a lot of, you know, like big movies like that recently. And this one, I think, will appeal to, you know, all audiences. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to that one. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, my number four is Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. And that might be a hot take to some people, but I really love her. Again, I, like, lo- fell in love with her acting during The Hunger Games, like a lot yeah. of people our age did. Um, and Well, let's be I mean, clear, I'm are, not that age. You take them for what they are, you know? <laughs> But um, I think that she's just phenomenal. Like, she was very good in Don't Look Up and a lot of the other, um, what was it, American Hustle? Yeah, American Hustle. And uh, Silver Linings Playbook. That yeah, was really good. I like that one. Um, but oh, the main reason that I, she made my list is because I love who she is as a person. She's just so herself and she is not afraid to be herself and to be silly and goofy and fall or make a fool out of herself and I think that that was really impactful to me when I was younger because it was like you always have to be very sure of yourself as an actress and everything and she's just herself and still um talented and still successful so that was really cool for me what was her out of out of space movie that she did passengers yeah, passengers oh yeah. she was good in that yeah yeah with Chris Pratt mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one uh so my number four is Frances McDormand she, I feel like I'm not gonna say you think she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> she can pretty much do it all. I think. I think she's a top tier actress. Um, and while I'm not a fan of every movie of hers, um, even the ones I dislike, I think she is a highlight of the movie. She can be really quirky, or she can be very dramatic. My personal favorite role of hers is in uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I think she's really, really good in that movie. Um, and also last year, the tragedy of Macbeth. I think she was great in that. And then um, Fargo, she's really good in. I'm not a big fan of Burn After Reading, which is um, 
one of the movies she was she did with uh, Cohen brothers, and obviously she's married to Joel Cohen. Um, but I wasn't too big on that one, but I thought she was really good in it. Uh, Nomadland, which won Best Picture uh, at, from movies from 2020. Uh, I again, a movie I wasn't a huge fan of, but I appreciated what it was going for, and I thought she was fantastic in that movie. It was um, more like a documentary, but yeah. she, she played the part. I mean, she nailed the part. Yeah, I mean, like, I pretty much every movie she's in, I don't see Frances McDormand. I see whatever character yeah. she's playing, you know. She, I think she she's really, She definitely disappears really good. into the role. Yeah, and I think, uh, for me personally, Three Billboards and Nomadland are the two where, and Fargo, I think, are the ones where she just completely disappears into the roles, and those are the ones that I'd recommend. I haven't seen every single one of her movies because she has quite a large filmography, Um so there's a couple I should probably see, but um, the ones that I mentioned I think are definitely the ones worth watching. So yeah, Frances McDormand, she's my my number four. I think she's a great actress. Mom, who is your number three? My number three is Viola Davis. Okay. So um, she, as you said, born in South Carolina. Yep. Um, she she kind of came into her own in the on the big screen in her middle ages which i think that's impressive yeah um she did a lot of tv roles was in a lot of different series and things but she really i think in her 40s hit her stride in the movies and i think she just she's just great i loved her in fences um she won a tony for fences as because she played it in a play and then she also played it in the movies opposite denzel washington and um, she was wonderful in that. And as you mentioned, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I mean, I don't even see her as uh, Viola Davis in that movie yeah. at all. She's just lost in the role. Um, and I loved her in The Help. So she's my number three. Cool. Sam? Yeah, well, great minds think alike, apparently, because Viola Davis <laughs> is also my number three. Wow. Um, Second and time for, this has happened. Yeah, I know. Right. For um, and for basically all of the reasons that you just said, she is phenomenal and really commits to every character that she is given and really brings a truth to all of those roles. Like, I remember watching The Help for the first time and just being captivated by her character. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone in that film is amazing. Clearly, we've talked about it so many times. Um but she's just great. I also watched her in How to Get Away with Murder, which is a TV show, um, <laughs> which is, like, more silly. But she's really good in that as well. Um, but like you said, she's just phenomenal in Fences. Um, and she just has a way of really bringing the heart to all of the characters and making you sob or really feel for all of the characters. And in the movie so. Fences, she really plays... She, it's one of those roles like we were talking about back at the beginning where she really um, captures the essence of women and and, yeah. and their strength. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So, yeah, that was my number three. Cool. Well, once again, I hate to break the streak. <laughs> well, um, you're a dude. It's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> so my number three is Scarlett Johansson. Um, I think she established herself from a young age as a really good actress, um, especially when you look at movies like Lost in Translation, where I think she was 17 or 18 or something like that. Um, and I still think, too, today that's one of her best performances. And throughout her throughout her career, I think she's continued to 
to choose very versatile uh, characters to play in her filmography. Obviously, she's very well known for her role as Black Widow throughout pretty much the majority of the MCU, and I think that's a you know a really great female superhero and isn't one where it's a you know a female superhero that's kind of hiding in the shadows of a male superhero where you have you oh, know yeah. a, a character a character that's she's she's kicking it and taking names yes yeah. <laughs> and 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 i think you know you look at a lot of female superheroes and they're just named after the male ones and black mm-hmm. widow is one that's just a standalone character and i you know that's what i think is really appealing about that character it's she didn't have to be she hulk or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, so. it was. It's interesting that you brought bring that up because with your questions earlier, I think that her character as Black Widow is a really good representation of how women are viewed in film and how that has changed. Because I would say, mm-hmm. like when she was introduced earlier in Iron Man, she was more of the like arm candy type of right, role, even yeah. though like to the audience, like we knew who she was, but like at that point she wasn't as established. And then all the way up, like you said, into her own principal movie. I think that that's a really good representation of like how she has changed and like how much body she has to show versus like when it's her and on her own, like she's confident and strong and doesn't yeah. have to show a bunch of skin. Right. And I think she also has a really good character arc. If you watch from, you know, her first MCU movie to the very end, by the end of Avengers Endgame, I think she has a very satisfying character arcs and yeah. one of the most in the entire uh, MCU. Um, outside of superhero roles, she's in The Prestige. I think she's great in that movie. And you loved her in The Girl with the Pearl Earring. I mean, you live for that movie. <laughs> I really don't <laughs> like that movie at all, to be honest. And I don't even think that was a great performance. So, I mean, she has some. I mean, she has a large filmography. Um, and I, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of Girl with the Pearl Earring. I, I couldn't tell you a thing that happened in that movie. You like the music? Uh, yeah, the music is great, but that's the only redeeming quality of that movie. But anyway, <laughs> she's really good in the Prestige. I think she was phenomenal in Marriage Story, and that one yeah, gave her an, an Oscar nomination. Um, she's been in a bunch of Woody Allen movies. The one that's a standout for me is Vicky Cristina Barcelona. She's good in that. Um, she was in Hail Caesar, which is a Coen Brothers movie. She did some voice acting in her, and uh, that was she was really really good at that. Um, and so yeah, overall I think you know she she's got a wide range of characters and and, and roles she chooses, um, and uh, I pretty much watch anything that she's in. Oh, and I was first introduced to her as Black Widow, obviously, but then right. afterwards I got older and found all the other movies that like she was earring. in. Yeah, I even watched Girl <laughs> with a Pearl Earring that like nobody even knows exists. So yeah. But yeah, Scarlett Johansson, she's my number three. So, Mom, number two, let's see if you and Sam have some more overlap again. <laughs> it's not going to happen on this one. Okay. Okay, so my number two is Emma Stone. Okay, yeah, she she had already mentioned her. Yeah, so uh, I'm breaking away. Right. Um, Emma Stone. Uh, I think of the contemporary actresses, the, or the newer, the younger generation, um, she really hits a home run for me in most yeah. everything she does. I loved her in La La Land. I even loved her in Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. th- nothing like the death of Gwen Stacy. Right. But, you yeah. Know, really make you fall like a baby. Right, right. Um, I loved her in Cruella and The Help. I mean, she just, her, her roles are so diverse. And yeah. um, she's another one that seems to just kind of disappear into the character. And you don't really think about it being Emma Stone. She's yeah. who she is in the movie. So, I don't know. I like her, I think. She's the the one to watch. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, she's great. 
Um, my number two is Florence Pugh, who we've already talked about a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, like we said, uh, she was great in Midsommar, regardless of how I initially felt about that film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was no denying how great and obviously committed she was to that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there were multiple times where I was just speechless. I mean, I was watching the movie, but I was speechless on right. her role as watching it. I was like, wow, she is really, really going there, um, which was great. Um, she was great in Little Women. And uh, as you brought up, I'm really excited for that Don't Worry Darling with Harry Styles. Yeah. It looks it, it looks really cool. I mean, I love Harry Styles also, and I love her. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't really go wrong. But I think I honestly do believe that that's going to be a really good film. Yeah, I hope um, so. Yeah, so, yep. Cool. Um, so my number two is Margot Robbie. Mm. He's looking at me, waiting on <laughs> yeah. me to say I'm just waiting on her to say yeah. it at this point. He thinks she's really hot. Yep, yep. Okay. I knew Whatever. for a fact she would be on your yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it yeah. not surprise either of you that she's not my number one, though? I was a little, I'm a little surprised. Um, no, I'm not really shocked. I'm a little okay. surprised. Okay, okay. I thought, I thought it would surprise you, but no, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm not I, sure who your number one is, but I'm I'm not surprised. Okay, yeah, I I think um, I think her the body her body of work is not quite as large as what you're going to need for your number one. Right, that's why I actually yeah. moved her to number two. So anyway, uh, she I also think is another actress who just disappears into each role that she's in. For example, I think her best one is I Tanya, and Ugh, we yeah. and we can't really apply, you know, your why you think I have her so high on my list in, in that movie. But I think that is genuinely her best role. But as a former ice skater and some professional ice skater, well, might I add, whatever, um, <laughs> as a former ice skater and growing up in that same time period that the, the Harding scandal happened, she really did nail that role. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's her best performance. I think it's, it, I, I don't know what she's going to do next that could potentially top it. I know she's in the next Greta Gerwig movie. She directed oh, yeah. Little Women and uh, Lady Bird, and her next movie is Barbie. And she's, because she looks like a Barbie? She's playing Barbie, and then oh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling is playing Ken. Ken? That ought to so, be interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what that's about. I liked her in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's what the next one's going to yes. say, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where she she played uh, Sharon Tate, and she was great. And even though she doesn't have a lot of dialogue in the movie, I still think even the movie, the, the scenes where she's in the theater watching herself yeah. on the screen, I think is a really good moment, especially where, she, like I'm saying, she's not talking, so it's impressive that you can still be captivated by a performance without even her having to say anything, you know? Yeah, it's really yeah, a wonder sure. that I even know she was in it because she <laughs> yeah yeah um and then uh the wolf of wall street she's really good in that one and then she plays harley quinn in the dceu and she absolutely nails that role as a lifelong comic book fan i think she really does a good job i don't see how anybody else could play <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> but I, as lifelong a lifelong comic book stan <laughs> no <nerd. laughs> Okay, yeah so as a lifelong comic book fan i think uh she does a great job at playing harley quinn and i don't see how anybody else could you know play that role i think she's kind of uh she she as harley quinn is equivalent to robert downey jr as iron man you know what i mean so wow that's high praise it is but again it's like i can't see anybody else in that role besides margot robbie at this point so basically, when that character's done, they just need to kill it off, like they did yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, 
Got it. And maybe wait till I've died, and then, then they could bring <laughs> somebody back <laughs> to play. Before they reboot it, yeah. 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 So yeah, Margot Robbie, she's my number two. She could work my, she could work her way up to my number one if you know, or once her filmography expands, because there are she only has you know some, just a few movies, and that, there's one I'm missing actually, which is Bombshell. I actually haven't seen that one. Yet. Have oh, you seen that one, Sam? Yes, that was really good. good. She was really good in that. Yeah, it's upsetting <laughs> for sure. I mean, right. obviously, but it's very, very. Good. It's got a great cast because it's. Yeah. It's, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Margot Robbie, Charlize Theron, yeah. uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to remember somebody else. I want to say, but I can't oh, remember. It's like on the tip of my tongue. I'm not sure, but everyone yeah. in that is phenomenal and lose themselves in those roles. So yeah, so I I needed to see that one. But then she was in the movies like The Legend of Tarzan, which was yeah, <laughs> or um oh we watched mom recently we watched About Time. She made a kind of a cameo, extended a cameo appearance in it, which and and she was good in it, but wasn't her movie yeah i've actually forgotten about that and then she was in a <laughs> period piece that i haven't seen um and she doesn't even look like margot robbie in that movie but i'd have to see that one but anyway oh and then she was in oh, oh, <laughs> sorry then... she was in focus with will smith kind of odd i haven't seen that movie. but it's it's mm-hmm. it was it was good but i do love will smith yeah so will smith is good <laughs> so yeah anyway margot robbie she's my number two mom number one okay drum roll please Okay, so my number one, and this is probably a hot take, but I'm okay with it, Julia <laughs> Roberts. How is that a hot take? I don't know. Just, you know, I don't know. Well, we're the same age, and so I've watched her movies, you know, basically. We, we grew up together. Right. She, only she was in Georgia, <laughs> and I was in South Carolina. Right. Um, but she has a, a, a large body of work that's gone from rom-coms to dramatic roles, Um so, of course, Pretty Woman put her on the map. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then My Best Friend's Wedding. But we talked about the Still Magnolias yes. movie. And I really loved her in that. And that kind of brought out the more serious side of her acting and showcased what she could do. And so, from that, Erin Brockovich, um, she she was phenomenal in that role i thought got an oscar yeah got an oscar for that uh movies that mcneil probably hasn't seen or you may not have either but uh, sleeping with the enemy pelican brief yeah um one that kind of creeped me out but she was good in it was conspiracy theory with mel gibson oh i think i have seen that one yeah that was that was kind of creepy but anyway so a quote that she has that i like while we're talking about women being oh that's why you're looking up quotes yeah (laughs) she refuses to do nude scenes which i think Mm. is impressive and has been at times the highest paid actress um you know of all time yeah so one the reason when asked why she didn't do nudes she said i don't feel like my algebra teacher should even should ever know what my butt looks like (laughs) (laughs) that's great (laughs) so i really like that quote that's awesome. So anyway, I, I like that about her, um, that she has a more modest approach to her acting and still can command the screen and the respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps her command the respect yeah. um, that she deserves. I think she's really good in Aaron Brockovich. That's my favorite movie of hers. I think Pretty Woman's also really good, but Aaron Brockovich yeah. was, I think, her best role of the ones I've seen. When when she was cast for Ocean's 11 or 12 or whatever it was she was in, I think it was 12, um, Didn't she play herself, I think, in Ocean's 12? 
she was playing Julia Roberts. I don't know if that was actually <laughs> the role, but the the point I was going to make was that Brad Pitt and um, George Clooney sent her a twenty dollar bill in the envelope because they said we heard that you make twenty per movie, which at that point she was commanding twenty million a movie. Yeah, and so they sent her that as a joke. <laughs> That was pretty funny. There's a lot of really funny behind the scenes stories between George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Yeah, well, there, there's one movies. of them for you, yeah, including her. But anyway, so Julia Roberts, that's my number one. I didn't know she was going to be a number one. Yeah. I had no idea. Surprise. Interesting. Cool. <laughs> Surprise. Sam. All right. Well, we've already touched on it a little bit earlier. You, you ruined it, McNeil, with your questions, but I'm just kidding. No, I'm but sorry. my number one is Reese Witherspoon. Um, she. Like I said earlier, um, had a really big impact on me when I was younger, and especially like as an actress, but also as a woman. And to this day, I really love her. And she has her own production company, which basically she uses to turn books into films that she can star in. Which I mean, if you can do it, you do it, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that she is phenomenal in everything that I've seen her in. Like I said earlier, Legally Blonde, Sweet Home Alabama, but the role that I feel like really solidified her as like as talented of as of an actress as I think she is is walk the line yeah um, oh yeah she was, that was really good amazing like did her mm-hmm. own performance like with the singing and everything I think that was just amazing and I just love how confident and proud she is to be a woman and I think that that's um both that and how um, I watched Sweet Home Alabama on repeat when I was younger. Apparently, I have a trend of doing that, but <laughs> it's really, really stuck out to me, and that's why she's my number one. Have you seen the show she's in? Is it called The Morning Show mm-hmm. with Jennifer Aniston? No, I haven't. I really want to watch it, though. I wanted to see it, too. I just don't think I have the streaming service. We do that have it. We do? It's What's, on Apple TV. It's oh, on it's on Apple, Apple TV? It's on okay. Apple TV. I watched it when I had Apple TV for free. For a while, and I was in Texas visiting my sister. I watched it at night, just the first few episodes of it, and it was good. Okay, I thought it was good. Yeah, I'd like yeah, to see I that show because it. I think she's a really good actress, and um, and I, I wanted to I wanted recently. to nominate um, Jennifer Aniston for this uh, yeah. this award because she has such great hair. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love her. I sh- she honestly should have been on my honorable mentions. I don't know why. She I, I think she's hilarious. She's great. She is really funny. She's like a modern day Lucille Ball. You know, she's just oh, funny. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like that about her, and she doesn't ever seem to take herself too seriously. Yeah. Oh, for sure. She yeah. seems like she would be approachable, and I feel like Reese Witherspoon would be approachable. Now yeah. That yeah. Maybe a. It's cool to see them farce, doing a show together. I think I feel like they would have really good chemistry just yeah, based on the do. things I've seen them both in they do. previously. Yeah, I would agree. So, uh, okay. My number- oh, well, yeah, we haven't gotten to yours yet. Drum roll again. Okay, another drum roll. Yeah. My number one, uh, this is an actress that I've, especially as I've watched more of her movies recently, and especially after a, a, a role that she did this year, solidified her in my number one spot and that is jessica chastain she was in the eyes of tammy faye mm-hmm. this year and was really good she that. was really good i did that. not see jessica chastain at all well, in that role no and i'm really glad that she won the I sag saw tammy award faye baker yeah and you you heard tammy faye baker mm-hmm. as well you didn't hear jessica chastain mm-hmm. like she that is like an example of completely disappearing into a role and i think she yeah 
wholeheartedly deserves the Oscar. I'm glad that she won the SAG Award for it, and I think that's you know that's a good indicator that she might win. I really think she's the actress who deserves it this year. Um, my favorite movie that she's in is Interstellar, but she's not the main character, obviously. I also she's in The Martian. Yeah, The Martian. I really like that one. Um, she was in Zero Dark Thirty, and I think that's another one of her best performances of all time. She's absolutely uh, dogmatic in that role. Um, it's a tough movie to watch, but she she plays a very commanding character, very opposite of Tammy Faye, because her range can go from um, very dogmatic and commanding to very vulnerable. If you look at movies like uh, she plays a more vulnerable character in The Help, um, right. which is, I think, another one of her best performances. And then in um, Tammy Faye, um, but then she can mm-hmm. be kind of evil in some movies like uh, Crimson Peak. And I'm not a big fan of this X-Men movie that she was in, which is Dark Phoenix, but, you know, she she played yeah. a bad character, so <laughs> there's that. But What was the movie we watched her in recently? Molly's Game. Yeah, that was the next one I was going to get to. Was yeah. That was another one where she played more of that commanding kind of character, very mm-hmm. dominant figure, um, and I think she's really good in that one. Uh, Take Shelter is another one that she's really good in. So, yeah, I mean, she's got a really, really wide range. And I think after being nominated twice at the Oscars, this is, I think, especially Tammy Faye. I think that's her best performance, and I I really hope that she wins. So I am going to predict just out of personal preference that she wins. We'll see. Um, If it's not Jessica Chastain, then I would be willing to bet it's Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Um but no, I really, really she, hope. I, I really think. I that really Jessica hope it's Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. So, so yeah, she is my number one as of now. Huh. And all right, yeah. So, uh, very interesting lists. Yeah. yeah. Some overlap, some not so overlap. <laughs> um, yep. But no, Jessica Chastain wasn't on anybody else's list but mine. Well, uh, Julie Roberts wasn't on that, anybody else's true. list. But that's mine. true. That's yeah. true. I think that's interesting though, because you brought her up, and as soon as you said her name, I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like, and so I guess she doesn't make as big of a lasting impact on me, mm-hmm. at least presently in my mind. But I, she's a phenomenal actress. So she... well, I think also it's because I'm I'm older than the two of you, so I've seen yeah her almost her full body of work, and yeah, yeah. there's a lot that you two probably haven't seen from her. Oh, you're talking about days. Julia Roberts. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. I love her, too. So, so. And have, everyone that was on everyone's list, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's yeah. very good. I, yeah. There was no one that I disagreed with, so I think that's, yeah. that's cool. There's have a, you the seen... The only one I wouldn't... You know who I'm going to say. My mom is... Wait, there's two of them on my list that you're not a huge fan of. Is it Frances McDormand or Scarlett Joe? No, I think Frances McDormand's a, a great you actress. You said the other day that you weren't a big fan of her, though. I'm not... I'm just not... <laughs> No, I, I think she's a great actress. I'm just not a big fan of the role she chooses. Okay, that's fair. Um, but you were on the on something with the other one, ScarJo. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> I agree a little bit, but uh, she's she's good. <laughs> okay, she's, right. she's just always going to be Black Widow to me. Okay, well, have you seen Tammy <laughs> Faye? No, I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. I think you'd really like it, especially because, you know, I, I would assume you're pretty familiar with that story with the Bakers and that empire they built with uh, as, you know, televangelists. Heritage Park. Yeah, over yeah. in uh, North Carolina, which is only about an hour and a half from where we are and not terribly far from where you are either. Right. I've seen the location. It's 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 kind of strange, but the movie oh, it's weird. went to the location, everything, and she and Andrew Garfield are both fantastic in that movie. 
Um, yeah, I really especially, it. you know, you'd be very familiar with that culture and everything. So yeah. I think I think you really like it. It's on HBO Max. If okay, if you cool. want to check it out for anybody listening, wants to check it out before the Oscars, because I really, really yeah. hope she wins. I'm rooting for her to win. So, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, this was a lot of fun. I, I, I liked fun. everybody's lists and uh, thoughts on all of these actors. So, yeah. Um, Sam, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me over on Instagram at I'm Sam Cole. So, yeah. Cool. Mom, do you want to put your social media? No, or not really. I don't, I, I don't think so. <laughs> just thought I, I just thought I should you ask. You can't find me. Okay, cool. So uh, I'll be sure to link your information in the description of this episode, Sam. But once Sounds again, good. both of you, thanks for joining me today in this episode. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, be sure to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review if you want to help support the podcast. McNeil and Friends has expanded its reach into other types of content for fans to enjoy with a website called The Bounce Board where there are movie reviews, articles, and more. You can follow the McNeil and Friends podcast on Instagram at mcneil.and.friends.podcast. Message me on Instagram to let me know your favorite actresses. You can follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulliken. Letterboxd is where I post the movies I watch and write reviews. You can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Twitter, and you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Patreon to support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. All of this information can be found on the McNeil and Friends podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com, and you can find a link that will take you to all of these locations in the description of this episode. If you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations, and once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.